This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Rogers is still out here saying the things. And now it appears he's saying them to Adam Schefter. This Aaron Rodgers, he's not going anywhere, Joe. He's going to force us to talk about him every single day for months on end, just like we did last offseason when all we did was talk about where is Aaron Rodgers' future headed. And you know where it was headed? The same place it's always been. And you know where it's probably going to be headed for next season? The same place it's always been. But we're going to question it for the next three months because that's what we do. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. All you have to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. Give him a follow on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can give me a follow as well at Amber W Sports. So as a reminder, the sound that, of course, shocked the world this week was Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. And the Packers quarterback was asked about where he is mentally on his future. We had all the conversations like we wanted to have about football for now. You know, they're not pressing for any type of specific, you know, answer. And I'm not mentally or emotionally at that point to give one. You know, again, if I'm asked about it, I'll, I'll you know, respond in honesty. But this is not going to be something where I'm going to, you know, respond to a bunch of inquiries about, you know, what are you thinking this week or what are you thinking next week or where are you at? This? You know, it's just uh, it, it's get away from it mentally and then and emotionally and then physically uh, as your body starts to come back after a few weeks of uh, TLC, then I think you're in a better frame of mind to contemplate your future. Oh, please. It's not going to be anybody inquiring to you every week. It's going to be you telling us anyways, every single week, something about where you're at mentally or what you're thinking about in your future in the most cryptic of fashions. Ahead of the 2022 season, I will remind you, Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million contract extension just ahead of, you know, this season that is actually still ongoing for many teams, not his team. He signed that contract. So he is under contract for multiple more years in Green Bay. Now we get the report, though, Joe, today from Adam Schefter. He spoke on ESPN Milwaukee. He talked about what Adam or what Aaron Rodgers may be thinking moving forward on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy show. I think we're kind of back to where we were. You laid out the three options and said either he returns, he retires, or he wants to be traded. I think of those three, the least likely is him returning. Now, I say that, and I also know that two years ago, he felt even stronger about leaving the organization that he does now. So these things change. And I think that's what he's trying to do right now to determine whether he wants to retire or play again. I think he is going to come to the conclusion that he wants to play again. And it certainly sounds like he's kind of begun to mentally move on from Green Bay. So that leaves us with door number three, the trade scenario being certainly viable. So uh, that's not Adam Schefter, obviously, reporting anything, but that's Adam Schefter, who is somebody who's very, very plugged in and very knowledgeable of situations, sort of theorizing where Aaron Rodgers is at mentally. Schefter probably doesn't theorize if he doesn't have any information, and yet here we are back where we started, which is it seems like Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay is in question, Joe. So – Let's break it down for everyone because the contract's a little bit confusing. And I think if people have a better understanding of how all this works, they can understand the mindset that both the Packers and Rodgers are taking heading into the offseason. Rodgers has a $58.3 million option bonus that can be exercised by the Packers beginning March 17th, which is the start of the league year, 
all the way up until the day before the start of the regular season, the start of game one, okay? During that time, they can exercise that option. Now, throw out the idea of them not exercising that option and just releasing them because they have to pay them all the money anyway and they get crushed with a dead cap charge. $58.3 million. If they exercise that option before June 1st mm-hmm. and they end up trying to work a trade, they're going to get crushed on the salary cap to the tune of $40.3 million from what I'm reading. If they can wait until after June 1st to exercise the option, they can at least spread the cap hit out, okay? So that amount of money would be divided up between this year and next year. What's complicating this for the Packers is that if they keep Rodgers, all right, say they exercise the option, $58.3 million is what they owe him this year. They also have to make a decision on Jordan Love. Because his fifth-year option, they have to make that decision in May. And if they pick that up, that's $20 million. So $58.3 million to Rodgers, and then $20 million to Jordan Love as the backup. That's a ton of cash to the quarterback position. Retiring wouldn't be much of a help either because it would crush the cap, but it would be easier for the Packers. So ultimately, they're jammed up every which way. The best thing for them to do would be a scenario where they trade him to like Denver in exchange for Russell Wilson so that they can take on a bad contract for this contract, but that's not something they're going to want to do because it's not going to help the organization at all. So bottom line, they're going to probably want to see if they can find a way to get a trade partner who's willing to assume this contract. And if there's someone out there that has a ton of cap space, feels like they're ready to win now, but they just need the quarterback position to take care of it, that could be a potential suitor. That's a team like the New York Jets. Well, and so what I'm understanding here is if they are going to end up trading Aaron Rodgers, which that's only happening if, frankly, the Green Bay Packers are just this tired of the Aaron Rodgers experiment and they feel like they can get enough in return to deal with that pit from Aaron Rodgers. And also, Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded to one of these teams and everyone's on the same page. Then what I am understanding from what you're saying there is they can't do it until after June 1st because the dead cap money is so egregious before June 1st. It's still horrendous after June 1st as well, but that dead cap hit before June 1st means that it ain't happening before June 1st, right? That's what you're saying? Before June 1st, before June 1st, the cap hit is $40.3 million. If it happens after June 1st, this year it would be a cap hit of $15.8 million and then $24.4 million next year. It kind of gets divided up and spread out over the next two years, not evenly, but close. But I mean, okay. can you wait until after June 1st? Teams well, are so going to have to have question. answers, right? They're going to have right. to have answers. I don't know how many teams are going to want to wait around until July to solve this problem because it's mm-hmm. a massive amount of money. Well, and that's what I was going to bring up. So now we're talking about a player who already got a lot of heat, by the way, for not showing up OTAs last season, right? And now we're talking about a trade that can't even happen until after June 1st, and then you're bringing him into that situation. It also means for us here on Joe and Amber that we are going to be talking about this until at least June 1st is what I'm realizing. And so... Oh no! They can make the Every move on day. June first, and then you and I can talk about the what, the the fallout well, on be June second, June third, June fourth. But at least we'll have an answer. At least we'll know what Aaron Rodgers is doing with his future. But I'm, what I'm realizing when I'm also pulling these numbers is that you and I are going to be questioning his future until at least June first, two thousand and twenty-three. So that is going to be fun here for the next few months. Uh, 
there is a world in which they could restructure his contract. Aaron Rodgers certainly would have to agree to do that. I'm not sure why he would, because this contract made him the highest per annual player in the entire NFL, something that seemed to be important at the time to Aaron Rodgers. But who knows what makes Aaron Rodgers tick at this point, other than staying in our conversation and staying in our minds. This Aaron Rod- he lives in my head, this Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he, he does. doesn't want to get out of it. And uh, this Aaron Rodgers. Anyways, we'll see what happens, and we'll keep you guys informed until at least June 1st, 2023. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, is backing out of a letter of intent because of an NIL deal falling through becoming the norm in college football? It is a changing landscape in college football with very real consequences to these major universities. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We just fulfilled our Aaron Rodgers quota, but... You can always join the conversation on the call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And that is exactly where we find Scott in Virginia. Scott, I hear you're going to make me talk more about Aaron Rodgers in his future. What do you have for us? Well, you have to look and look at some of these teams that need quarterbacks. Uh, New Orleans, uh, they're potentially getting another first or a second-round pick with the Sean Payton coaching rumors. So they've been asking for a first-round pick anyway. So they give them two first-rounders that could trade to Green Bay. Uh, look at Seattle. They don't have a definite at quarterback as well. They've got two first-round picks uh, going into the draft this year, one being a top five because of the Denver trade. What do you think about those spots? Because Seattle, Seattle I find interesting, uh, but – 
with Seattle, I feel like they've got multiple options because not only do they have that top five pick, as the caller just mentioned, but also they've got Geno Smith coming off of like a pretty decent season in that system. So I feel like you could even draft a quarterback and maybe not even address it with your top pick in the draft, but you could draft a quarterback and still move forward with Geno as well while the other guy's developing. Like, I feel like Seattle has options, frankly, beyond giving up those picks for Aaron Rodgers. Do you have to give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers? That's, that's like you're, also – taking that on steep. such a massive contract, and you'd be doing the Packers such a favor by taking on all that money and getting them out of some tr- – well, some trouble, not all. They're going to get a cap hit either way. I mean, I, I don't know He's who's going to want to give up a first-round pick or and take on old. that contract. Yeah, well, and, the, you know, and, and certainly, I mean, we are talking about a quarterback that is coming off of back-to-back MVP season. So you can still argue that he's playing at the top of his game. It didn't appear that way this season. But when you factor in the fact that he's 39 and that he's going to cost you the highest per annual in the entire league, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. It sounds crazy to say for a back-to-back MVP, but... Uh, that that would be a tall asking price, I think, for a first rounder. New Orleans, I don't know why Aaron Rodgers would want to do that, frankly. Everyone's always so high on the Saints. I mean, the Saints have weapons on paper. They can't stay healthy. Well, you've got Chris Olave, who's in there. He'll be entering year two. He had a pretty solid rookie season. Michael Thomas, if for some reason he can stay healthy. Jarvis Landry's there. Alvin Kamara. There's a lot of weapons. You play indoors. On if paper. Brady leaves the Bucs, the Bucs are down. The Panthers are kind of rebuilding. The Falcons don't look all that great. It's a pretty favorable situation in terms of getting to the playoffs and being able to put some numbers up in an advantageous situation. I don't know. Landry's it leaves a lot to be desired in my playbook. Uh, Michael Thomas haven't, hasn't been Michael Thomas since 2019. Like we are so many years removed from that. I don't know if the weapons there in the reality of it uh, is as good as people say. Let's earn you some money though. Okay. Let's move on from the Aaron Rodgers conversation. I think unless your pizza money betting advice here has something to do with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure (laughs) there, I'm sure there's uh, lines on where Aaron Rodgers ends up. You know, that's coming from Vegas, but let's see where Joe takes us. Let's earn you some pizza money. Let's do it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Going to lay a big number here in the association. Game tips off just after 9 p.m. Eastern. Utah minus 8.5 over the Clippers. Bad spot for the Clippers tonight. Fourth game in six nights. Second half of a back-to-back. And you know what that means. None of the stars for the Clippers can play because you have to play basketball two days in a row. So Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both get to shut it down. The idea of basketball two days in a row, simply too much for those two individuals. Utah's been all right. Much better than expected. They've won three of four. They're rested. Shockingly, they're 14-8 and eight at home this season. Love the situation tonight. So we are going to lay the big number eight and a half with Utah, who I think smashes the L.A. Clippers. So there you have it. That's how you earn a little pizza money. You don't bet the mortgage on it, but maybe bet just enough to buy yourself a nice little pepperoni pie there. Uh, they were risking a lot more than pizza money when it comes to the NIL situation with the Florida Gators. And it has cost them a top recruit. Jaden Rashada was Florida's quarterback recruit. He has requested a release from his national letter of intent. He did so earlier this week 
after reportedly a $13 million name, image, and likeness deal fell through. That is according to a bunch of reports. Rashada himself, I believe his camp has said it's not because of that deal falling through, but there are a bunch of reports that is, in fact, the situation. So reportedly, the Gator Collective, which is a booster collective, which is an independent body, independent of the University of Boosters that come together, they pool a bunch of money together, They hand these kids NIL deals. It's how it's working at all these universities. Reportedly, the Gator elected collective had inked a deal with Jaden Rashada for $13 million. Then the funding didn't come through. Essentially, the collective or whoever was going to pony up the money in that collective decided not to or didn't have the backing after all. So it fell through. The Gator collective terminated the binding agreement to that left coach, Billy Napier to scramble to try to get Jaden Rashada to campus. He did not enroll in classes last week. That was the signal that he was probably not moving forward with the Florida Gators. And now we know that is, in fact, the case. Now, this is a player, Joe, who had also already committed to the University of Miami, right, Uh, and decommitted to the U as well, then committed to the Gators and has decommitted here from the University of Florida. This is the world that we live in now with NIL. What do you make of this situation? Well, he had committed to Miami, but then decommitted. With Florida, he had actually signed the letter of intent. So there was an extra step forward, but I don't blame him one bit. The Florida Gators right now are Firefest. You remember Firefest promising a great music festival in the Bahamas, Ja Rule, all that stuff, and then they can't deliver. That's what Florida just did. They said four years, 13 million. He was about to show up. They couldn't come through with the money. He leaves. Handle your business if you're the Gators. Billy Napier's got to be fuming. Well, it's not handle your business. I'm going to stop you for a second because also the Gator in me is just getting a Quick question. Where did you go to school? I I did go to the University of Florida. Just want to make sure I bleed orange and blue. So I I will be transparent about that. But here's the thing, too. It's not handle your business Gators. It's handle your business boosters, which that's fine. But there is a difference there. These booster collectives, and yes, it feels a lot like pay for play, but it's not coming from the university. It's not coming from the athletic department. It's not coming from the football team. It's not coming from that coaching staff. It is quite literally coming from people like Amber Wilson. And I can tell you that Amber Wilson doesn't have $13 million to hand to Jane Rashada as part of that booster collective, or I would have I don't have it like that and but that is the onus is on people quite literally the me's of the world that went there and are the alumni and we're just like hey let's throw our money at a wall and pay these kids and the weird thing about that Joe is the boosters aren't making money off of these kids and you have to keep that in mind like when it's pay for play and we're talking about that concept coming from the university well the university is making money off of these kids playing the boosters aren't making money they're just diehards for their alma mater. And that's why the NIL situation when it comes to the collectives is sort of unsustainable because how long and how deep are these pockets and how long does that love and affection for your alma mater go where you're just willing to just spend money, spend money, spend money, and you get no actual personal financial benefit out of it yourself. You honestly think that these collectives don't have anything to do with the coaching staff in the university? I think that they all have something to do with it. I don't think that they get any money. I don't no, but think what, that what you said, what you said was don't blame the Gators, blame the collective. You don't think that the, the coaching staff is telling the collective who to spend the money on? Well, I think that if if he could tell if Napier could tell them to spend money on the guy who's the 13th, I think, out of 200, according to ESPN for 13 mil, like I'm sure Napier's like, yo, spend that money. Do that. Get me that guy. Right. Exactly. 100 percent. Like they work hand in hand. This is on the Gators. They couldn't deliver. 
I'm sure Napier's now in a very difficult position moving forward. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson, taking you up until 9 o'clock Eastern. And I keep trying to get away from the Aaron Rodgers conversation, but it haunts me. <laughs> he wants it to haunt me. The world wants it to haunt me. They want us to go wall to wall nonstop for the next three months on Aaron Rodgers' future, like we did. Yes, exactly. Relax, Amber. Okay, Aaron. All right. Maybe I should go in the woods and do whatever you're doing in order to relax. But yeah. our callers are not relaxed. Everyone wants to talk Aaron Rodgers. You can join the conversation on the call-in line. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. That is where we find Mark in North Carolina. Mark, what do you have for us? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? We're good, Mark. Uh, it's Marcus, Marcus. But uh, that's all right. Um, man, it's... I'm I'm sorry that we have to continue to talk about this guy. I this is probably the last time I'm going to bring him up. If anything, I'm just going to post memes about how he just continues to just be talked about. Like why why are we talking about this guy? He's not in the playoffs. Um every other quarterback that we talk about that it it it, it just seems like he gets a pass. Aaron Rodgers could do no wrong, right? This guy makes it to multiple NFC championships and can't get it done. You can't be a GOAT with one Super Bowl. I'm- Thank you, Marcus, for the call. Uh, I understand the frustration that Marcus is expressing because the fact that Aaron Rodgers, and he did it to us last off se- or last season as well during the playoffs, right? But like the fact that Aaron Rodgers is now not in a postseason and yet stealing all the headlines in the postseason is the most Aaron Rodgers thing ever. And I do genuinely believe that Aaron Rodgers is one who is developing a career after football in the media because you've said it. He's brilliant at it. He steals all the headlines. He steals all the attention. It's what Aaron Rodgers does. But at the same time, it's frankly frustrating. I think it's a bit nauseating to that Green Bay Packers fan base because they're always wondering what's next for this guy. Does he want to play football? Does he even want to play for us anymore? And it does he care about anything beyond just staying in the headlines? I don't think the fan base minds it at all because the fan base is conditioned. Rodgers has become the guy he competed with early in his career. He's just Brett Favre 2023 edition. This was the end of Favre's career in Green Bay. Everyone always wanted to know, is he going to come back? Is he going to retire? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And a lot of it was he didn't want to partake in the two-a-days in training camp. He was a veteran. He figured he would announce he's coming back after that so he could skip those practices. You understand, because he was always ready to play. But that's what he put the Packers through for years. 
And now Rodgers is doing the exact same thing. It's hilarious to think that those two didn't get along early on and Rodgers just went on in his career to become Brett Favre, a wildly talented quarterback who rolled up huge numbers, won one Super Bowl Mm -hmm. when people thought he was probably going to win more, and then at the end of his career tried to hold the organization and fan base hostage each and every year. That's what's so fascinating about this story is we're watching history play out the same way just with a different guy. The only difference, though, is that Brett Favre didn't appear on podcasts every week, right? I mean, it's social media didn't exist. It was a different level of conversation that we were all having. You're right. He did a very similar thing. It was just a slightly different world in terms of the technology that was available for him to do just that. Terrence is in Georgia. Terrence, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Uh, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. The reason being, if you guys don't pay him attention, he won't. He he can't get the attention. And so it's, I'm gonna. If you're gonna give me attention, I'm gonna. If you're gonna keep giving me attention, I'm gonna keep seeking the attention. And it's not his fault. So it's, it's if it's anybody to blame, it's you guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, okay. But here's the problem, Terrence. The problem is that right now I've got a lit phone line. Which also, I got callers last segment unprompted and without us asking for callers. And that was coming off of us talking about Aaron Rodgers. So the problem is it rates. Like, that is actually what's happening here is Joe and I talk about it. And then everyone listens and everyone cares and everyone calls in. And I guess that's the brilliance of Aaron Rodgers. I would shut up about it if nobody wanted to hear about it. The reason I can't shut up about it, and this is against my will, is because y'all want to hear about it. That's the reality of it. I do appreciate that phone call. I love the idea of someone taking time out of their day, and thank you for listening to the show, to call the show and basically tell us to shut up. I think that's fantastic. (laughs) I'm not being sarcastic either. I love that. That's the interaction I want with the audience. I want you to feel honestly like you can call us and you can tell Amber, Amber, shut the hell up. We want to hear about Aaron Rodgers. Ford Ball, shut the the hell up. We don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers. Bring it. Absolutely bring it. This is all family from all around the country. Call us. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you guys. We do like the honesty. You can bring it. We can take it. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's where we find John in North Carolina. John, what do you have for us? Hey, good evening. Good evening. I have a couple things. I'll be really, really fast. Uh, Last segment, you were talking about the boosters and all the money they're giving out. They're tired of giving it out. It's a giant tax break for them. So, Eh, it's millionaires don't give out money for free. So that's one. Two, Interesting. Darren Rogers deal. I'm not a Carolina Panther fan by no means, but um, <clears throat> so let's just say, for instance, Carolina wanted Aaron Rodgers, and he takes the fit. They t- they eat the 59 million. Aaron wants a team. Car- Green Bay has never really given. You can look at Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers a team. They've had pieces they've developed. But they never actually went out and got anyone. So if Carolina picks them up and says, "All right, we're going to get you pieces, and we renegotiate your contract for four years and one fifty, if they eat that fifty nine, what's the penalty that Green Bay would actually have? I know the guarantee money, but if they eat the fifty nine, what's the actual penalty Green Bay would have if, a, if someone like Carolina would take on Aaron in a four year deal? Yeah, they still, thank you for the phone call. Great state of North Carolina. We appreciate you. Always love driving south and crossing south of the border between North Carolina and South Carolina. 
Pedro billboards, fantastic. I'm sure everyone in the state probably thinks I'm an idiot for bringing that up, but it's a big part of my childhood. Uh, You still get hit on the cap charge. It's still a cap charge for you, whether you're paying it out or not. So that's what jams up the Packers here. Do it before June 1st, and it's going to be a $40.3 million cap charge for this year. Do it after June 1st, $15.8 million this year, $24.4 million next year. That's a cap charge. Cap charge, which means it's less money you can spend on other players. That's a complicated situation. He mentioned very quickly there before he got to that complicated situation, the complexity of taxes when it comes to NIL. I don't think it's quite as black and white as he suggested right there with, hey, it's a tax break for these millionaires that they donate to the Booster Collective. One of the biggest problems with NIL, and the lawyer in me is so fascinated by NIL, I could talk about this all day long, but one of the biggest problems with the NIL and the fact that there is no unifying body, and right now it is the wild, wild west, and every state has different different laws on the books and every university has different bylaws on their books. One of the biggest problems is taxes and how all of this is going to be handled via taxes. It doesn't appear right now that in most states that the student athletes are considered employees of booster collectives. They're not employees of schools. They're not employees of the NCAA. That leaves them in this independent contractor world. Are they paying taxes quarterly? Are they going to be up on doing that, depending who's around them? And then there is the additional complication of what does it mean for these alumni that are not always multimillionaires or billionaires, but what does it always mean for these boosters and alumni who are donating, essentially, to this booster collective? Because it's not a nonprofit. So there's a million tax implications that are, like, really, really complicated with NIL. And that's one of the problems, kind of, about the wild, wild west nature of NIL. There's lots of problems, speaking of problems, in Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Bucks. There's reports out there now floating around, Joe, that... Byron Leftwich is going to be fired. He has not been fired yet as the OC of the Tampa Bay Bucks, but there's a report that he was actually going to be fired in midseason and that Todd Bowles put the kibosh on that. Now he's going to be fired reportedly after the season. We haven't heard those same reports when it comes to Todd Bowles, but what interests me about the Tampa situation is I feel like it's been very, very quiet all season in terms of criticism of this coaching staff for a team that's still largely intact from a Super Bowl run just a couple years ago. It had Tom Brady at the helm, and I know it had a whole host of injuries, but that was a bad Tampa Bay Bucks team that tripped into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, when you're that closely, I mean, we didn't criticize the Rams all that much this year. There were a couple shots, but they're just off a of Super Bowl, so it's like, eh, it happens. What are you going to do? You're going to take a shot at a team that just won a Super Bowl? But we Bowl? know we believe in that staff. We're, it's not like, you know, we believe in Sean McVay and that staff. So we're like, oh, well, it's not their fault. I have no idea if Todd Bowles is a good head coach. He's not. I mean, he's proven he's not. He wasn't good when he was with the New York Jets. He's not good with the Buccaneers. Some people are meant to be coordinators. That's all right. There's, not, there's nothing against that. Some people are excellent coordinators, but they're not great head coaches. And Bowles has shown now with two different jobs. He hasn't been that great. He's not far removed from a team that won a playoff game last year and went, wasn't it overtime against the Rams who went on to win the Super Bowl? He was on the staff that won the Super Bowl the year before. They have gotten worse each year. It happens in the NFL. It's not to say he's a terrible head coach, but he's clearly not great. So that's the situation. Byron Leftwich, someone's head was going to roll. It happened with the Chargers. It's happening with Leftwich. I mean, you can't have Tom Brady as your quarterback and your offense ranks 25th in scoring and hangs 30 points two times in 18 games, which includes the playoffs. You're not going to keep your job. 
That's fine, but Leftwich was the OC when they won the Super Bowl. Like, I guess that's what's strange about it is what really changed here was Todd Bowles going from D.C. to head coach. Like, that's what changed here. Byron Leftwich, a year ago, we were talking about him interviewing for head coaching spots. So there was interest there for him to be a head coach in the NFL, and now he's about to be fired as an OC that had had success before this season. That's what seems odd to me. But apparently, that is the situation in Tampa. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up here. Even though everyone is telling us they don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers, our phone lines are lit with calls about, you guessed it, Aaron Rodgers. So you know what? (laughs) We're just going to open them up. If you want to talk about that guy or, you know, anything else, give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll play some caller roulette next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. That man rates. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Our phone line is lit up with people wanting to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I think there's one person on the phone line calling me or throwing me a bone here with another subject. You don't have to give us a call to only talk about Aaron Rodgers. I appreciate an Aaron Rodgers break whenever I could get one, but I also appreciate all of you that are calling for any reason, even if it's Aaron Rodgers. Triple eight CA say ESPN. That's the number eight at eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Joe, I clearly need a break from talking for a moment take it away let's earn us some pizza money pizza money alert pizza pizza final pizza money of the evening let's go to the ice this one starts at 10 7 p.m eastern it's the tampa bay lightning and the vancouver canucks we're going to go over six and a half goals vancouver has been abysmal defensively this season allowing 3.93 goals per game that ranks 31st out of 32 NHL teams they've given up 24 goals over their last five games Tampa Bay meanwhile one of the best offenses in the business year in and year out they're fifth in scoring this year at 3.6 goals per game 19 goals over their last four outings over six and a half goals Tampa Bay Vancouver pizza money number three all right let's get to these calls Let's start with Lucas in Hawaii. Lucas, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Yeah, the problem is not Aaron Rodgers. It's the Packers. He wanted out of there, and the Packers balked and gave him what he wanted, a bunch of money. I'm sick of hearing about Rodgers as much as anybody else, but it's the Packers, Gunnikas, Murphy. It's the way they've run it for 30 years. They got two Super Bowls out of two greats. It's, it's the way that they draft. It's not the way that they treat Rodgers. That's fine, but nobody forced Aaron Rodgers to sign that deal a year ago, Joe. I mean, he had an opportunity to leave that organization. He chose not to leave that organization, and frankly, his indecisiveness did not help that organization. I think it cost them Devontae Adams. I think it's the whole reason that Adams was on his way out even after Aaron Rodgers signed that deal. The Packers' organizational philosophy in terms of team building is flawed. They'll always tell you, and they've been telling you for decades, we build through the draft. We don't spend in free agency. We build through the draft. Great. The problem is with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you're always drafting like 25th or 26th because you win a bunch of games every year and generally go to the playoffs. Now, this year they didn't make the playoffs, but even in a down year, they still won a bunch of games and they're not going to be drafting in the top 10. That's the problem. We don't want to spend free agent money. We're going to build through the draft, but you never have any high draft picks to get the elite players. Well, you're not going to have the high draft picks to get the elite players because Aaron Rodgers is too good for that. They did have Devontae Adams, though, so there was that. They had him in the hand and let him walk. D is in Texas. D, what do you have for us? Hey, love the show. I kind of want to echo on what uh, what my guy just said, y'all. 
it's the way to practice Jeff. But one reason we always talk about A-Rod so much is because he is so great. If he wasn't great, we wouldn't be talking about him. And I want to make two quick points, and I'm going to keep you long. So the thing about him is he's brutally honest, and he'll answer every question with deep insight. Anything that you ask him, he doesn't mind. So uh, I got, I'm, I'm from a little small town in Orange, Texas. I'm not going to name drop, but about 10 years ago, a buddy of mine played against A-Rod in a playoff game. And I was like, you know, uh, Brady and Manning was the best that I'd ever seen at that time. And this guy told me that playing against Aaron Rodgers was totally different, and he sets himself apart. So if the Packers – I got an uncle who's a diehard Packers fan. If they went out to free agents like these other teams did, they could be more aggressive, and he'd have, them more, super, he'd have more than one Super Bowl – but it takes more than a great quarterback to win the Super Bowl. And, uh, I mean, I, I, screw it. Let's keep talking about the guy all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's some guys that can do it with anybody, yes. right? The Patrick Mahomes of the world can show that they can do it with, you know, Juju and Sky Moore, right? They can do it with anybody even if they lose their biggest weapons. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to do it with just anybody. We certainly saw that be the case this season with a young wide receiver room. But I do have one issue with what he said because I cannot go ahead and deny the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, Joe. I can deny that everything Aaron Rodgers says is so deep and insightful, which that caller said. It sounds deep and insightful. It always, Aaron Rodgers always sounds so deep and so insightful and so in touch with everything and intellectual and just in the woods thinking about things. It feels like a put on, Joe. I love it. Whether it's a put on or not, the guy is great for business, not just for sports media, but he's a great character. Like, let me ask you this. Geno Smith has been a great story this year. I don't think I've heard a word out of Geno Smith's mouth. His story has been interesting. He's out of the playoffs. Geno Smith, though. That's that. Work your way around. Ryan Tannehill. Was there anything interesting at all about Ryan Tannehill? No, nothing. You work your way around those the league. Like, those guys a- are not good enough to be interesting. You can you be bad to be Aaron Rodgers to be interesting. You can't go in the woods and do ayahuasca or whatever that stuff is called unless you're an MVP. Let's be real. We all laugh about it if you're an MVP. If you're Ryan Tannehill, we'd be like, hey, buddy, get out of the woods and get back under center and start studying more. Corey is in New York. Corey, Hold on. Let me throw one name at you. Gardner Minshew. People gravitate to him, and he's a backup. You can be interesting. <laughs> well, he's fun. Well, and then there's the Baker Mayfields of the world that might be a little too interesting, and maybe that's harmed them in their career because, again, not good enough. Corey in New York. Corey wants me to give me maybe a Rogers break. Corey, what do you have for us? Uh, hi, guys. Hi. Go ahead. Hello. Um, I was wondering a, a – quarterback needy team what would you have to give up for a lamar jackson uh aaron Rodgers, or let's say if justin fields comes up what would they have to give up like a jet yeah. or the colts or right i think that those are all different conversations unfortunately we're up against the clock those are different conversations with aaron Rodgers, you're talking about a 39 year old quarterback who's going to cost you an insane amount of money because he's under contract at over 50 per for the next couple of years whereas a lamar jackson you're talking about a tag in trade if they work it out so it's a very different situation also lamar jackson obviously a very very young quarterback with an mvp under his belt right joe Absolutely. And that would be, this is one of the things I love about fans is the ability to go deep down the rabbit hole and to come up with these cockamamie trades that make a lot of sense when you throw them out there. But then unfortunately, when you get into the weeds of the contracts and the salary cap and everything else, it becomes very, very difficult. Seeing Rodgers with that Baltimore defense, good God, that would be a freight train next season.
I mean, there's a lot of teams that would be interested, obviously, in acquiring Aaron Rodgers' services. But in terms of what they'd be willing to give up with draft capital to the Packers, well, I don't know if it would be as high as people think because of the ugliness of that Rodgers contract. Because they know that Green Bay would be up against it in terms of all that dead cap money as well. And because you are talking about a guy that even though he's coming off of those back-to-back MVP seasons, he's 39 years old and largely underperformed in the playoffs based on his expectations. So I don't know if that price would be as high as people expect from a trade perspective. Coming up, Burrow versus Allen this weekend. Who's got the upper hand? Freddie and Fitzsimmons is going to tell you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.